She's Julie Roxanne. And he's Alistair. And And this this is Far Out, a podcast about stepping off the beaten path and learning to live from our center. Criteria. Three volcanoes. I saw a couple lakes with two volcanoes, and I was just like, fuck that. If I don't have three, I'm not going, okay? Who cares about two volcanoes? We ended up having a two and a half hour meeting that just like really went into the ground and they were like tears at the oh end. Oh my and, god. And it was a it was a total meltdown. It was it was terrible. I'm I'm rarely Rarely ever, I think, have you said, never have you said to me, like, I feel you're really angry right now. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm fucking angry. Like, it was terrible. I'm a simple man. Don't want a complication. You know, for, the, for a month, I'm yeah. going to Guatemala and, like, what, what am I doing with my and life? And I married a French woman yeah, on the way. That's right. What the happened? whole French woman thing. Like, we're married now. Like, it's really hard to uh, break up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just like pack up a bag and leave. Is that what you're well, saying? Well, I, I can, but it, it, yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> yes. You know, and I'm like off the road, just out of town, filtering water, <laughs> like hiding from the bikers that go by on the road ahead because it just feels ridiculous. What am I doing? This is this is not like. This is not acceptable behavior. I'm an animal. You know? It's like... (laughs) Well, hello, beautiful listener, and welcome to a brand new episode of Far Out Podcast. Welcome, welcome. It's so nice to say these words. It's been a while since we recorded, and I'm excited for you to tune in to this. Yeah. This is a special episode for us. Um, it's episode 50. And we thought we'd make it a little bit about the future of this podcast and our vision and how the podcast supports our life and work vision, basically, and our dreams, our hopes. And we share all of this after a quick, not so quick update about how we're doing right now. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Alistair. Good morning, everyone. Hi. Hi and welcome. Yeah. To another episode of Far Out. Wow. We feel rusty a little bit. Yeah. You won't have noticed it, listener, but we've been on a little bit of a break. Yeah. Uh, We were ahead a few weeks, and uh, while we were gone, or not, I guess. Well, yeah. (laughs) We we moved. So we uh, we sold the caravan. We waved it off the lot. It left. Thank God. Yeah, it was such a weird day. It was. It was a it lot. Was, it was a lot. And then the next day, we packed uh, into a U-Haul and we drove across France. And we're now broadcasting from Marseille, wonderful Mediterranean, sparkly blue Marseille. Man, when you say it, I'm like, wow. I'd like that life. That sounds awesome. And then I know I've been living it. It's really intense. There's a lot going on. It's been pretty stressful. Yeah. The, since now and the la- since this episode and the last episode, I believe there was two weeks of us not recording, and it's just been 
It's been really, really intense. We're staying at your mom's place mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks yes. as we get ready for the the next uh, stage of the adventure. If you don't know, we're headed to Guatemala. We've got a nice little bungalow. Not even a bungalow. Oh, it's a nice a little, house. No, it's called a, it's a chalet. It's on a the, chalet. On the, okay. on, the, on, the, <laughs> on the ad, it's a chalet. So we have a nice little chalet <sighs> with a lakeside view of Lake Atitlan, which has not one, not two, but three volcanoes. That was like the main criteria. We're, three volcanoes. I saw a couple lakes with two volcanoes, and I was just like, <laughs> fuck that. If I don't have three, I'm not going, okay? Who cares about two volcanoes? You need the Trinity. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've I've heard since. We didn't know when we booked and everything. We kind of, it was kind of a random thing for us to, you know, decide on. But I, I've heard since that it's a really like spiritual centered, lots of powerful energies, yeah. and I like those. We're going places. for some chakra cleansing, people. Oh uh, well, always. Yeah. Uh, when aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. so one big thing that's been happening that's been uh, uh, is is we've been renovating your. That's what I was gonna say. Well, childhood. Yeah, there's elements of childhood for sure. It's mainly my teenagehood bedroom. And, and let me tell you, it was a teenage room. It. She painted it herself, and it was like bright, sloppy, bright red. All the walls, <laughs> and then like a green door, and then on the walls, you just and on your like bed frame and your twin bed frame and everything, you've written. You and your friends have written just like absurdities and sharpie, just kind of like you. You were a dark teenager, I was dark, really dark, stormy, and angry. Yep. Is uh, the how that room felt? Well, you then you then I came across really well because that's exactly how I was. Yeah, uh, it's a tempest in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> it was really strange to go through my things. I think that's made it very intense and emotional. Uh, we've just painted the whole thing this weekend, like a couple of days ago. So I've been sleeping in this room for two two nights now, and it's just it's beautiful white adult walls and it's i don't know i think it's uh it's being it's stirring me up more than i than i think yeah we spent the weekend painting and uh, we're uh, both exhausted i hate painting <laughs> i always hate painting it sucks but we did it painting and, and drilling holes yeah, with the wrong drill rearranged the furniture yes. and uh it looks really kind of nice. feng shui the place i don't yeah. know if we feng shui the place at all but at least it's it's changed I feel like uh, it's kind of like you've remodeled. I don't know. There's something psychological when you go. I don't know. Maybe. 27 seems like a pretty classic age to go back for some of us. It's I think it's when I went back and like kind of cleared out a lot of my stuff from my childhood. Because yeah. you leave for a while and you just leave it all there. And yeah. then comes a time where you feel like you need to do some clearing out. Or and your parents are badgering you to do it. Yeah. That's... It's a mixture of both. Maybe it's mainly the other. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think there's a, I think it's definitely helpful. A lot of stuff you you threw out a lot of stuff and uh, I did. Oh my god, we've already emptied. I think two or three carloads have gone. Yeah, I've I gave away, and I know people are gonna hear me on this. I not gave away. No one will take them. I threw out most of the VHS from my childhood. I had to call my brother from the car and be like, "Bro, I'm in the car. You're on speaker." the VHS are in the trunk. I'm going to go to the dump like in a minute. You need to say goodbye. It, it's, it, dude, that's all we did. My brother and I, we watched v- Disney movies on VHS every single day. When I first pointed at the VHS tapes and I said, hey, you need to throw those out. Your response was, 
Well, maybe. I, not all of them. There's some in there that might be hard to find. It's like, when are you going to get a VCR and watch that shitty Tomorrow. VHS? Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. I'm going to get a VCR. I kept, I kept the hard to find ones. Oh, I kept yeah. the, the classic movies that I know I wouldn't be able to find on streaming. So, Well, thank God for that. Yeah. The reason we're coming on today... I think uh, we've been we've realized that this might be a good time to kind of do a quick recap of what happened and mainly where we're going with this. Yeah, this is this episode's kind of a big number for us. It's number fifty, mm-hmm. and when we started almost a year ago now, we started with the goal of hey, let's see if we can do this for a year True. and see what happens. And we're uh, we're about two episodes away. Well, actually, if you if we're being very precise, a year is fifty two weeks. We've skipped a week over Christmas last year, so we really just need to have one more episode published, and we'll have gone a full year. So that feels like a big number for yeah. us. And I think when we started, you know, we we started back last November. We were in the caravan, and we started with the just kind of the intuition, the feeling. Like, hey, this is kind of crazy what we're doing. We should document it. Mm. We have a lot of conversations about it. And other people might find this interesting or entertaining, at mm. least. And, and hopefully helpful in some way for their own lives. And that, that was the, that's what we started off of. It was an experiment. We had no idea. If you told me we'd be 50 episodes in by now, I probably would have uh, had a meltdown. It, it's kind of a stressful thing to think about when you're starting. Yeah. And it was pretty tough. Uh, it's been on. it's been a it's been a crazy ride. I think we want to we realize that when we started, we didn't necessarily have a big vision for it. As you said, we were just trying to document, and we just had an intention to start. And you often say that you know you you don't have to know what your message is when you start. You just have to start, and then you understand your message as you keep going, which I think is very true. Um, it's hard to come up with your message in a vacuum. It's it comes as you're doing it. It's like it's like a skill that you need to hone in. It, my experience is usually that it emerges. Mm, yeah, and I think we realized that over the last year, there's a vision that has emerged, and um, and we kind of want to mention it, and we want to try to paint a picture of what the podcast is for. Why we keep doing it? Why we're going to keep doing it? Yeah, because we are going to keep doing it. And I think we've been a little coy about, you know, what are we doing here? I, yeah. I, I think we kind of mention it here and there, but we haven't been very clear about it. And so we felt it was due time to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit and share with those of you that have been on this journey with us where we're, where we're trying to take this or where we hope we might end up. Yeah. Julie Roxanne, you you made a funny comment to me yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I was we were both feeling exhausted and we were both like not understanding why we were exhausted or you know being hard on ourselves for it. And I was like, hey Alistair, remember that year where we got engaged, got married, started three businesses, started a podcast, moved to Guatemala, and sold our house? Yeah, that was a crazy year. I'm glad it's over soon. <laughs> That's just it's mind blowing to think how much we've done in that in this year, and also it helps realize 
why we're so tired, why I feel like I'm at the end of a marathon. We we had a just just a small aside. We had an Instagram meeting yesterday. Oh my God. This is this is just to give you like just to paint a picture of of, of the state of things. <laughs> Because I think it's kind of comical if you can like look get out of it. If you're in this meeting, it's not so funny. But we had we're trying to do Instagram. Yeah, uh, we're trying like we're trying to get our heads around, around what we need to do to, to be on Instagram. Because and- because we want to put more into this podcast. We want to, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But so we're we're bringing someone on to kind of help us a little bit with Instagram, and we're trying to experiment to see if we can do it. Because for me, like. Uh, social media is just like a different planet. I, I, I'm terrible at it. And when I do it, it, it's awful. So we're trying to get help and we're trying to figure out how to do it to help us grow the podcast. Yeah. We ended up having a two and a half hour meeting that just like really went into the ground and they were like tears at the oh end. Oh my and, God. And it was a, it was a total meltdown. It was, it was terrible. Yeah. I'm, I'm rarely, rarely ever, I think, have you said, never have you said to me like, I feel you're really angry right now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm fucking angry. Like, it was terrible. Like, me- proper meltdown. There's no other way to explain this. Yeah. And and that, I think that is a, that's a side of this life that we're living is like, there's moments where you're, where you just, the feeling for me is almost like I'm on a tightrope and all of a sudden I wake up and realize it. Yeah. I'm in between two places. I'm on a tightrope. I got, you know, maybe I, 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 and I just, I realized I had to keep my balance and, and something could knock me off. There is a feeling of, of, of height, of, yeah. of vulnerability. And the podcast definitely adds to that because we're sharing publicly. And if you, you, if you share anything publicly, you know, from experience what that, that's like, it is challenging. And then there's just moments where it's like, literally just moments where all of a sudden I'm just like, what the hell are we doing? Like, <laughs> this is crazy. This is never going to work. And you know, and you have to dance with that fear. Yeah. Like, it might not work. Everything we're doing might not work. Yeah. And uh, I think that's why a lot of people don't do it. It's scary. It's, it's, it's super exciting along the way, but it's also a bit terrifying. And I think... I think this is also coming from a place of total limbo. I feel like for the last two months, we've been just in between two worlds of we were living in a caravan, but then we we decided to sell it. And we so it's like we said, okay, let's leave this island and we're going to go to another island. But so we started swimming. We're swimming furiously and we see the sharks kind of like in the (laughs) distance. And we're just like, God, I hope I get there in time, you know? It's felt it's feeling like that right now. I think both of us are excited to get there. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely I I do agree with you that being in the state of limbo does make you feel a little bit more exposed. And it is a point where you, there's some doubt creeps in. You start looking around and wondering what the hell are you doing? I'm at my mother in law's house for you know, for the for a month and yeah. going to Guatemala and like what what am I doing with my and life? And I married and, a French woman yeah, on the way. That's what right. Happened? The whole French woman thing. Like we're married now, like <laughs> it's really hard to uh, break up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just like pack up a bag and leave. Is that what you're well, saying? Well I, I can, but it it yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> and uh you know and, and the top everything off. I just wrote a, wrote a, a, a email about this to, to my, 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 my yeah. blog followers. Yeah. Uh, I, I write monthly letters. And so if you're interested in that kind of thing, you can sign up at my website. Definitely subscribe. I really like Alistair's emails. Alistairplanbeck.com. And uh, so I wrote one recently because I just went on a, I tried to do a week long trek 
Um, it's on the GR4. The GR is these like national walking trails in France. And I just need to get the hell out. You yeah. know, like things were like, it's a small, we're in a beautiful place in Marseille and your mom has been wonderful in having us here. Absolutely wonderful. But it's a small place. And you're back with your mom. We're in your childhood room. We're sleeping like, and you there's know, boxes everywhere. Boxes everywhere. We're sleeping on the floor, you know, like we're on a twin bed in the spare room. We're renovating and painting and throwing things out. And just too many people in a room. And your mom's got a way of doing things. And we're just coming in and disrupting the whole thing. And this is coming on like, you know, weeks and weeks of, well, are we going to sell the caravan? Where are we going? Yeah, All that I mean, stuff. you were already feeling that way when we were in the caravan. Yeah, so just... I was just like, I'm going to get out. I'm going to leave for a while. I'm going to go trek. Yeah. And so I packed for, you know, I packed for a wilderness trek. Like I would go to Yosemite or something. And I found a walking trail like two hours away and you dropped me off. And I, I, I packed the bag. I had a week's worth of lunches. I had my water filter, a week's worth of meals and my water filter and stuff. The weather forecast had started off okay, maybe a couple of days of showers. And then, like, I, you know, as I'm committing and planning, it's getting worse every day. Ah. Now there's going to be a thunderstorm one day. And da, da, da. and there, you stopped me on the, like, the day when we are driving, and you're like, are you sure you want to do this? And I got all upset at you. Yeah, you're like, like Come don't on, ask don't me this don't, now. Yeah, like, I'm packed. We're in the car. We're going. It's happening. Anyway, I got there. I walked the first day for, like, five hours. And, uh... And then, you know, it was cloudy, but it was okay. And long story sh short, uh, we, I ended up getting rained out the next day. Like I didn't even, I lasted one night on the trail. Thunderstorms that night, it forced me to uh, walk off the mountain right before sunset. I'd set up camp and everything was ready to sleep. And I realized uh, there's a thunderstorm warning in effect. Oh. I had to come off the mountain. I felt like an idiot because I was filtering water outside of a town. There's no wilderness in this part of France. You know, <laughs> even the no natural, <laughs> even the, there's no wilderness in France. Even the natural parks are just like, it's just, there's some nature with people living in it, yes. you know? And I'm like off the road, just out of town, filtering water, <laughs> like hiding from the bikers that go by on the road ahead because it just feels ridiculous. What am I doing? This is, this is not like, this is not acceptable behavior. <laughs> I'm an animal, you know? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is what happens when an American comes to France you know it's just ridiculous and it's nothing's going right and the next day I'm trapped in my tent it's been thundering and I'm camped just out of town and in the in the hills it's thundering and I stay there until noon and I call you and say hey I think I'm I think I'm going to come home. I was having breakfast, getting ready for my week ahead without my husband. I was like, oh, great. I'm going to do this and that. And, and, this and, that. and then, uh, yeah, it's raining pretty bad. I think I'm going to need to to stop. I'm like, damn it. The no. forecast was thunderstorm, 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 thunderstorm. It was thunderstorms for the week. And, uh, you know, rain's one thing, but thunderstorms are dangerous. So I had to pack up. I'm soaking wet. I'm walking for miles on a on like a one lane, you know, mountain road. After about an hour in the pouring rain, someone finally has mercy on me and, <laughs> and picks me up off the road. And then, uh, you know, I spend the rest of the day getting back. And I'm back in Marseille with you and your mom by the end of the day. Yeah. And I just left yesterday. It was a total failure. <laughs> And uh, this just added on to, you know, yeah, just, yeah. It's, it's just, just like, like, God like, damn it. This is a weird time in life. Yeah. And, can't and catch a break. Can't catch <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're at. Uh, but 
You know, going back to what you were saying about how crazy this year has been, one of the things, one of the real gems, I feel, has been the podcast. Yeah. It's been, what a journey of, uh, I think, self-discovery and also discovery between us. I think it's really been the foundation of our relationship. I agree. And it's, uh, you know, it's we've had this feeling, like, there's something magic about it, I think. And we've had that feeling with the people we've talked to that listened to it. Uh, we had one person, Mike, come out and actually go on our, our retreat in Yosemite with us from the podcast. Yeah. It's created a lot of connections and we're hearing from a lot of people. And it's been a lot of fun, honestly. And it just felt like we went from being two idiots in a caravan to two idiots in a caravan with a megaphone. And then actually people were like, yeah, I, I agree. This is great. Awesome. Keep it going. And it's like, who are these people? Where are they coming from? I thought we were alone in this life. You know, it's, and I think that's for, the feeling. And, and you have to get perspective on this. This is the first time in, in world history that you could do something like this. Mm. Like, okay. Maybe radio has been around, but you didn't, most people, you can't, get a radio station going that easy. Yeah. But right now, for the first time in history, you know, there were there were blogs first, right? And that was kind of amazing, and it sort of fizzled out, but they still go. And I still think blogs are really powerful, which is why I keep one. I think they are really powerful ways of communication and self-expression. And and here is a way that you we can have a conversation and broadcast it all across the world. And I think part of the popularity of podcasts, you know, is the part of the boom is real because I think as a collective, we're tired of the edited conversations with an a priori agenda, you know, like with the TV shows and the talk points and, and, and people just trying to cram it down. I think the thing about a podcast that's beautiful is that you can have an unscripted kind of spontaneous conversation about things And it can, and we can have those conversations with each other instead of it coming top down yeah. in in the way that it's been for you know at least half a century, but but probably closer to a century or, or or more. I think there is something fundamentally revolutionary about what's happening, whether podcasts last or not. It's this right now, and maybe it closes, but there is this window in time where we can sit down for almost nothing, have a conversation. And invite other people into it. And you can choose if you want to be a part of it or not. That's amazing. Yeah. No, it's it's really, it's it's fascinating. And I wasn't the person who started this in our relationship. Like you were the one saying that you felt we should have a podcast, that it would be a good idea. And it's been, it's been really powerful. And I think today, I think we want to tie it into share what how the podcast helps us get to the vision that we feel like we've been developing over this year. Oh, because I think the podcast is core to that and it's core to a lot of kind of our life at this point mm. and, because it's so intimate and 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 the direction we're going. I think you and I have both had a similar kind of experience and I think we have to go back a little bit before the podcast, back about five years, maybe 10 years. And there's been several stages that you and I have both gone through. And the first was the struggle, I think, and the, the suffering. I think you and I, I, I'll speak for myself here, but I think your story of, is, is very similar to yes, this, is, is that I, we, we both started out, you know, our young adult lives, trying to make it work 
and it wasn't working. It wasn't working. We were in a we were in a culture or society or a way of life or whatever it was, and we weren't happy. It was stressful. I was depressed. I was anxious. I was tired. Like I was struggling and to to some degree suffering. And while having a lot of success with business and things like this, but like th- something was not right. And that was the first stage was this this struggle. And then I'll just say here. I don't think I use I would use the word struggle or suffering for myself until like much later in the I think I spent most of my young adult years being numb. Like that's how it showed up for me. I just I just want to make the difference because I think we all have different ways of feeling that inadequacy or inadequacy, inadequacy yeah. to to like life and for me it was just I was I was numb. I would say for me that that was a stage before the struggle. Yeah. That was like being numb and then it was like the pain kind of kind of pushed through, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. I couldn't ignore it anymore. And yeah. the old numbing techniques weren't working. And I had to like reckon with the fact that things weren't going very well. Yeah. And that's kind of an awakening. I think there there for me there was a pretty pure awakening point. I, yeah, there I agree. there was a there a, a year that was very chaotic and, and crazy. And it led to the leap. We both took a leap of faith. I mean we both left and and decided you know i can't do this i don't i and i i wouldn't be able to put words to exactly what it was i just knew i was not well yeah and i needed to get out because i i couldn't do it here for whatever reason things weren't working yeah and i left and and then that that led to the wandering i spent time just wandering by myself something miraculous happened during that period which is that i discovered myself Mm. I found myself again. I started to have a relationship with myself. I started befriending myself and like seeing all these inner depths and all these things that I hadn't, that I had kind of repressed or just not been able to see or appreciate before. There was space for that. And and that was really, really amazing. This was kind of the time where I was traveling alone. It was a, it was a magical time. And and then there was what, you know, in mythology, Joseph Campbell would call the sacred marriage, which is we met each other. Mm. We discovered each other. And that was miracle beyond miracles. I mean, to me, to this day, it's like, you know, if I ever have a day where I'm like kind of regretting or thinking about things like, oh, I should have done that different. It's like, well, what we then I wouldn't have met you. Yeah. And it just seems, it seems crazy. It seems such an odd chance, so unlikely that we, we we would have met. And I think it's a mind-boggling moment because it's like this crazy trip that I've been on that made no sense in a lot of ways yeah. all of a sudden made so much sense yeah. because it's like, I, in a way, as a man, I accomplished one of those things that is so daunting and difficult in a man's life is finding a partner, you know? Yeah. And, and that happened in a completely off the wall, unpredictable way. And all I can really deduce from that was that like, I listened to myself and I went on that adventure. I could never have planned that. That wasn't in my 10 year plan. And we've spent the last couple years and, and the, the caravan was great for this too. I think really exploring each other and developing something that I feel has got some foundation to it. It's got some structure or uh, it's a little it's i think it's grounded it's i i would say something it's like you say that you the wondering was when you got to know to know yourself 
I think that was somewhat true for me too when I, that my wandering phase helped me get to know myself. But I honestly think that I've gotten to know myself a lot more since I've been with you. That like it's almost like I met you, and then it's like okay, here is you, and here is this person, and you have to figure out how to make it work together. Yeah, it's that's been more my my truth. I didn't feel like I came into this relationship with a very clear idea of who I was. I think I had clear idea of who I wasn't but I didn't have a clear idea of who I was yeah yeah I think that that's an that's an interesting comment and I can relate a lot with that I I I think it was definitely the beginning of my relationship with self yeah but but when I when I left by myself I mean it it was a yeah I think it was the beginning I think the podcast was part of that foundational work of us getting to know each other and creating a I don't know, like a safe space, a, a a base camp. I like this analogy by Scott Peck that like relationships are like a base camp, like a marriage is like base camp. And then you go off on your adventures, but you can only, you know, climb the mountain. Either, like you can climb the mountain together, but most of the time you're climbing them alone. And then base camp is always like here when you come back down to feed you and, and, and nourish you. And I feel like that's very true for, for my experience with it. And I like that we've tended so much to our base camp. And I think the podcast has been building base camp, but also building like climbing mountains for for both of us. To me, it's the significant moment where, where, I, I kind of have this image of like concentric circles yeah. in my mind. And there, you know, it starts with me, like getting a, a healthy relationship with me. Yeah. And then there was you. And that was a big expansion of the circle. That was a second circle outside. Yeah. And that was a big deal. And I think, I feel like, you know, the podcast is when, when we started the podcast was the moment where I was like, hey, I think we're ready to look outside of this, outside of this thing we've been creating and to the next concentric circle. Mm. You know, like, what's the next one? I think it's time to bring other people into this or, or you know, kind of look outside and, and share what we're doing. That's how it felt. Yeah. And I feel like we're continuing to try to grow those, those circles. And it's starting with a pretty solid core between me and us. And then, you know, hopefully the, the, next, the next group that's how it's felt. And that that moment when we started the podcast felt like a, a very intentional step mm. in that direction. Yeah. In trying to, to bring others into our lives and share what we're doing. Yeah, I think I think you had a clearer vision than me on this because I just I just kind of followed you <laughs> and I didn't really realize that when we record and broadcast that people would actually listen. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> that, it, was it, that was that was a leap for me that I wasn't able to make, but because I'm the one that handles our social media and and all not not just through there we've been getting emails too but I feel like I get the response from people to our podcast and it's always like mind blowing like wait you're actually listening to this like this resonated with you like all the messages and emails we've gotten for from people saying like that this particular episode helped or that this makes their commute a lot better or all these little things i'm like wow we're the it's like it was almost like a wild dream that i didn't allow myself to say that i wanted to bring value to people's lives through this and that people are telling me like yeah you are like wow that is that is mind blowing that that we that we seem to be doing this and i think that 
the more we talk about this, the more we envision the, our future and and the future of this podcast and the future of our work. We just want to continue to add to to do that to provide value and self reflection. Like I feel like the the podcast is a space for self reflection for us, but I hope that it is for our listeners as well. So we've been talking about vision and future, but I think I just want to what is the vision and how is the podcast helping us do that? I think the vision is tied up really closely with the vision for the life we're journeying toward or we're trying to find, which is, you know, we left a life that wasn't working for us. And I, I left with a pretty specific question, which was, how else might I live? What other ways might there be for doing this? I'm clearly doing something wrong. What other ways are there? That was kind of the question. And I still feel like that's one of the driving questions for me is like, that didn't work. How else can I live my life that might work? And I feel like my life right now, our lives, is an ongoing journey tr trying to answer that question or at least explore it. And I feel like that's a lot about what this podcast is about is, is, opening up that conversation, one, sharing our actual, I mean, it's one thing to see people doing this, like images or, or, or things, but it's another thing to kind of go on the journey. And, and, and I, I'm hoping by sharing this podcast that people will get an insight into what it actually looks like and that that will be helpful. I'm also hoping people will get a, a look into how we think about things and how we're making decisions mm -hmm so that they can take that and perhaps use it to ask questions about their life. Another thing is, you know, I kind of see this podcast as a beacon in the dark. You know, it's like we're just sending out these signals and just saying like, hey, this is us. These are this is what we care about. These are the questions we're trying to answer. This is the journey we're on. And the big kind of question is, is there anyone out there? Is there anyone else that feels like this, mm. that is interested in these things, that is on this journey as well. And I think we've found right now a core, a small core group of people that are on this journey in some ways. And that doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't have to look anything like our lives. Yeah. In fact, that's not the that's not the point at all. It's just in some ways, you're also on that journey toward a more meaningful life. How can we do things differently? How can we do things better? How can we find more meaning in our lives? How can we travel to some, something more meaningful? I think those are the questions that are kind of at the core of this podcast. And the vision is, is to continue to share that journey and to share w what we're finding along the way. I think there's another part of this, which is that we want to, we want to gather we would like to bring a tribe together that, that hold this, this question is important and these values is important as well. And I think that's what this podcast is. Like I said, it's a beacon. We're trying to find, we're trying to find our people. I think it's an attempt to find our people and our place, you know, especially now that we're back on the road uh, and we don't really, we're kind of homeless <laughs> in a way. This podcast is our, is our home. Mm. And I think it's it's the beginning of where we can find our people. And I'm hoping my intention, I think our intention is to bridge the gap between our mic and your headphones in different 
ways. I think we both would like to meet people from the podcast, yeah. talk with people from the podcast, work with people from the podcast. We've, I mean, this is part of the reason we're starting to host retreats. This is, I think we would like to host more retreats. We would like to do podcast-specific retreats. It's also, I think, you know, in the future, a lot of our work, you're, you're starting to do a lot of women's work. I'm interested in men's work. Okay. And these are things that we would like to bring more in line with the podcast as well. I think we, our vision is that, I don't know, I, you know, I don't, I'm not sure the podcast is ever going to pay. Yeah. But it opens up a lot of possibilities. I feel like the podcast is a door into another world, or at least it could be. And it's just one of those things like, it's the optionality of a podcast that's valuable. It's, it's not so much like a return on investment as it is the doors it could open that would never open otherwise. The bridges, the, the bridge it can be to certain things. And we've already seen that. It's connected us with people we never would have met otherwise. It's helped us do things we never would have been able to do otherwise, or at least not right now. And so I see the podcast as this bridge between worlds in a way, and the worlds I don't know. One of the things that, that I think we've both experienced with this kind of leap of faith that we were talking about earlier, and like, and we're in it again right now. We just sold the caravan. We're moving to Guatemala. We don't know what that's going to be like. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, it's another leap. And these leaps, they don't ever really get easier in a way. Because each time it's like, you know, you don't know where you're going. And, and you don't know if it's going to work out. And, you, and it's not linear. It's not like, okay, I uh, just need to get, you know, it's not like we come out of this system of, of education which is the education is just to get you a job. At least that's for most of us. That's what education has been. It's like, yeah. okay, get a job and then get a job. Why do you have a job? Well, that way you can buy a house and maybe you can have a, you can have a car and these things are going to help you have a mate and a stable marriage. So then you can have kids and we're all, we all know this. Uh, and it's, a, it's like, it's a very linear way of thinking about life and, and it's been indoctrinated into us whether or not we realize it. It's the I, assembly line. It is the assembly line. And that's not just a, a, a metaphor. School, and uh, school as we know it, the state-sponsored school, and Seth Godin riffs on this quite a bit, was designed to train a new working class for factory jobs. That was the project early on, right? Like when you take it from like the elitist establishments like Oxford and you make it more of a more of a uh, wide thing. Mm. That was to train people for the assembly line. Yep. That was to train people for industry. And, and that, we're, we're still feeling a lot of the echoes of that. And so we come off and it's like, we're trained to look at a life that's like linear and can be planned out. And I love the idea, the kind of like Chinese idea of a, you know, like a, a Chinese garden or, or perhaps a Zen garden. And it goes with the landscape and, and there, the path is not a straight path. It's more, it's kind of circumambulates around the, the property or, and, and it goes up and down and you have these small little areas and you don't know, you can't see beyond that curve or over that bridge. And you kind of takes you through the landscape and it's, it's a really beautiful thing. You, you get to see each part of it and, and have this like kind of adventurous experience and then you and and you end up, you know, at the end of the path. And I think that's a good visual for for this kind of life that we're on right now, which is that it's not that predictable. And 
it doesn't sometimes make a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's kind of terrifying because you can't see around that bend. You kind of have to go show up and then you see what's there. But what's amazing about this, I think what is underrated and is truly magical about it is sometimes you go and you couldn't have planned it. You couldn't have imagined it. It's better than anything you could have thought. It's just, it's outside of your current imagination. It's outside of your current realm conception of possibilities. You, meeting you, was one of those things. Before then, all I could think was, oh, maybe I could maybe I could meet someone that could help me reach what was the high watermark of, you know, my relationships with women. Maybe I could get back there. Yeah. And with you, it completely surpassed that. It was, it just kind of transcended that whole, like, what I knew about relationships. And that's something I couldn't have imagined. I didn't know about that. And it's so crazy that that happens in a small town in in India. Yeah, I I was I think I'd say the same thing. I, my experience is that every time I've put sort of an intention into the universe, that the universe is delivered way better than I could imagine. Just because I didn't have the I didn't have the the experience to imagine what we have, for instance, you and I, and same with the caravan, same with, with moving to Guatemala, like every step of the way I've, I know I've asked for these things, but I've asked in very broad terms, I'd like to feel grounded, or I'd like to uh, explore the world a little bit more, or, you know, change sceneries. And I just wait until the answer shows up sort of, and it's always better than I imagined. There's a somewhat humbling and somewhat terrifying and also pretty um, awful in, in the true literal sense of that word, yeah. awful yeah. experience when you climb a mountain and you get above the tree line, you know, yeah. and you're maybe, maybe you're going up to a mountain pass or something and you climb higher and higher. We had this experience actually in Yosemite, uh, on the, on the retreat we had this summer that we took, uh, the group up to uh, Cloud's Rest, which is at 10,000 feet. It's a pretty high point in Yosemite and it gives you this amazing panoramic and you climb, you climb, climb all day and you get above tree level and the view starts to come into, you, you start to see the other mountaintops and, and all this stuff. And as you climb higher, you know, you're, you're on rocks and it, you start to get this feeling of like, you can see very far and it's incredible, but you also start to feel extremely exposed, <laughs> right? Like if the weather changes, like you're, you're up there and, and like you're, you're vulnerable. Right. And so it's this really magnificent, amazing, beautiful place. But it's also like really sometimes it feels almost inhospitable or, or you, you know, it's very vulnerable and a lot of fears come up, you know. Yeah. And I constantly get this sensation in our lives. Uh, like sometimes it's like I'm walking, 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 and then the, the fog kind of clears. And I realize I'm on a ridge and I'm looking down and, and like I'm exposed and vulnerable I get that feeling about our lives sometimes. It's it's scary. It's it's exhilarating, but it's also terrifying because it does feel like we could take a fall. It does feel really fragile, you know, in, in some ways. And maybe it's less fragile than I think, but I get this kind of vertigo yeah. at times. And it can be really scary. There are a lot of fears. It's like, and we're trying, you know, we're more and more doing it in a public way. And it's just like, if it doesn't work out, like, you know, I don't know. We have some lofty dreams. We have some lofty hopes. I don't think they're, you know, they're probably all not going to work out. But 
we're trying. We're asking the questions and we're going for it. And yeah. you just have to kind of show up and see what happens. And it can be this wonderful experience where something happens beyond your wildest imagination. And other times it, it might not work. I think that's kind of the the scary and, and super exciting thing about the way we're living at the moment. I think it's the opposite of numbness. For me, like I used to say, and I, I still feel that way, that I, I think my life was a grayish color for about 10 years. And and then and then a bunch of things happened. I made a lot of changes in my life. And then I met you. And then all of a sudden, life had all its colors. And and I don't know if it's I don't I know that it's not just because I met you. I know that it's it's because of all the things I've done and all the decisions I made. But so, yeah, life has all its colors. So sometimes it's really, really pitch black and it's really, really like, you know, in the darker, scarier side of colors. But sometimes it's just wow, it's it's like the b most beautiful rainbow you can ever imagine. And I just I just don't think that you can have the highs, the high highs without the lows, you know? No, I, it's impossible because they wouldn't be highs. I mean, if you just think about it, it's yeah. not possible to have highs if there isn't something also low. And, yeah. And I think some of the passion and like around this topic and this conversation is a personal experience of what you said about like the colors coming back and having lived in a black and white world and then realizing that that didn't have to be the case. And like, you know, gradually and sometimes not so gradually, the colors come back. And then all of a sudden you realize you're living, I don't know if anyone, what's, uh, I think it's What Dreams May Come by Robin Williams. If you imagine like the, if you've seen that movie, it's a classic. If you haven't, go see it. It's great. It's a, it's an old one. I'm trying to get Alistair to watch it with me because I've never seen it and he doesn't want to do it. I don't like watching movies <laughs> twice, but I, with this one, I'll make an exception. Uh, but I think I've seen this one twice already. So three times is really pushing it. But it's a great, beautiful movie. And if you imagine that kind of heaven that Robin Williams spends a lot of the movie in, it's just all these colors and this vibrancy. And the, it's and, and it's not just something you see, it's something you feel. And then to realize that you spent so much of your life not living that way yeah. and, and living in this black and white place. And you didn't, even, you didn't even know it at the time. And you feel it's not anger as much as it's like a compassion and sadness yeah. for that person that, that didn't know that they didn't have to live in that kind of hell. I'm dramatizing it a little bit, but this is where some of this feeling comes from. Is, and I don't think this is going to be true for everyone, but for me, it was very true. I, it, it was not in a good place and it was a kind of a reawakening to, to myself and the life. And I think that's where a lot of the passion for this podcast comes. We want to help kind of say, Hey, like, look out there. Maybe there's, maybe there's something else. Maybe there, you know, maybe there's a different way. Yeah. I think, it, I think you nailed it with the whole, like, what other way is there? I think this is this is exactly what we're trying to do. And th because this is the question we ask ourselves about everything. It's not like, oh, we figured out the other way and now we're telling you it. You know, it's like we're continuing to ask this question all the time. Whenever we're about to make a decision, we have to constantly think outside of our own boxes. And I think this podcast is documenting the process. And I know I follow people online who have a same a similar approach and share their experience with this and I get a lot of value out of it. 
I'm, I'm a, it helps me tremendously to see other people doing it because it gives me a model. I know you don't work exactly that's the same not way. True. That's not totally true because my, one of my models were my mentors, Ian and Dan, which yeah. are where uh, they owned the first business that I, that I worked for. And they started a podcast around the, a little after around the time I joined. And a lot of what they did on the podcast is what we're doing. They, I mean, I watched them over the course of now it's been a decade that they've had this podcast. It's called the Tropical MBA podcast. Uh, really cool uh, podcast and that kind of entrepreneur um, and location independent area. And Dan and Ian built a life around that podcast and they built an amazing community. They have an online community and they have, they, they do a, an event every year called DC PKK that I, I've been to. And, uh, you know, and that over 300 people come to Bangkok to meet every year. And there's a lot of independent events and stuff too. It's amazing. They've done all these things around it and it all happened from the podcast, which when they started was brand new. Yeah. And I think that's where, that was a window. I got to see that firsthand. I got to see that from the inside. And that was a window into a different kind of life. And and I think that's also, it's like, these things are happening. What can we do with them that we might not have been able to do before? Maybe before we couldn't find these people. But now we can we can broadcast out and see if anyone catches it and see. And we're finding that a few people are. And that's super interesting. And if you keep that up and, and perhaps we can reach a few more people, not everyone, just the people that care. And I think this is the thing, you know, people be like, oh, another podcast or, oh, too many podcasts or whatever. You don't get it then. You don't get it because what it is, is you can do a podcast. Who cares how many, you don't need a lot of people to listen, but you can find the people that care about what you care about. Yeah. And you can start something with them and and you can travel towards something more meaningful for all of you you can find con- like you can find these connections you can find amazing people this i think is what's really really interesting about the type of podcast that at least we're doing here i mean there's a lot of other podcasts for a lot of other reasons a lot of them are in entertainment you know it's getting a lot more corporate in a way there's a lot more i don't know why anyone would want to want to listen to a mcdonald's podcast but there is one wow. it's just weird weird stuff but yeah. <laughs> but odd. you can find these little pockets uh, where these conversations are going on and you can get involved in them. And I think at the at the end, it's a quest for belonging. I mean, it, uh, basically, we, did, we didn't feel like we belonged. I, I think a lot of travelers understand that feeling is like, I think at the core, a lot of people travel, not everyone, but a lot of people. I didn't travel so much to go somewhere. I traveled to get away. That's yeah. how it started for me. And I think there's a lot of travelers in that boat that didn't feel like they belonged or that something was fundamentally out of whack. And that's why they started traveling. And I would like to appeal to people that have that feeling. Maybe they don't even know totally. And we can talk about that and explore that. Like, And perhaps, just maybe, I think maybe the grand hope of this podcast is that maybe your life will get just a little bit better because you've listened to this and not because of us, but because it provokes you or inspires you to do something about your life, to think about it slightly different, to make some sort of change. Right now at Ripple Out Retreats, I'm working on some of like our mission and vision and, and it's called Ripple Out Retreats. And I, I think of this, this image of a pebble thrown into a pond, into a still, a still pond and how the redirection of that energy goes from the pebble 
into the ripples along the surface of the pond. And the ripples, you know, those concentric circles ripple out in every direction. That's what a, like small shifts can do. They can they can make these these ripples that reach out and not only touch our lives and and change our lives, but impact everyone around us. I think that's how any change actually happens. And maybe this creates another a few a few ripples. So I think to bring this out of the realm of inspiration and inspirational ideas and and, and dreams and stuff, which is the realm I spend a lot of time in. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Um, is to maybe make this a little bit more concrete about where we're going with this is we want to continue to share this journey we're on in the hopes that some of you are on a similar journey in your life. We want to continue to build this tribe that's starting to form around this. And we want to bridge the distance, not between just us and you, but hopefully at some point between you and you. I I think it would be nice to connect this group that's starting to form around this in, in some meaningful way. And I don't know exactly what that looks like. Maybe it looks like we do meetups or something, or maybe it's some sort of community that yeah. we start where we can continue this conversation and it's not so one way. I think also I would like to start having this conversation in more depth with people on a personal level. Yeah. And I'm starting to do that through my my coaching. I, I work with people that are, I work with introverted intuitives. I work with people that are taking the leap or do, on their kind of journey. And a lot of it is working around around the ideas and concepts we talk about on the show and trying to bring them practically into your life to make real changes. And so I see this podcast more and more informing our work as yeah. well and the work we want to do. I would like, whether or not it's the actual podcast or the projects that that spawn out of the podcast, and coaching was one of them for me. I started coaching because people from the podcast asked me to, and that has been wonderful. It's been really fulfilling, and I'd like to do more of that. But other, I, I hope other projects will spawn out of this podcast. Yeah, that and we I, can't even foresee. And, I, and, you know, if I'm being real crazy and if I'm being real honest, I hope this will support our lives at some point. Right now, the podcast, you know, I think by the end of the year, we'll put in a couple thousand dollars into this podcast and, and hundreds of hours. Uh, that's probably the true cost to do this for a year on a weekly format. Mm. And that's probably as low as it gets. So it's, it's not, it does cost us something, but I, I'm finding that we're getting so much uh, back yeah. in return in, through, through the connection and, and what we're learning. And, but I, I hope that uh, we can build more projects. We can do more things that kind of bring this, this small tribe together, that grow it, that help it. And that also helps us. I think that would be the grand vision for this podcast. I totally agree with everything you just said. I think I also, I also hope that it will, I hope that I will continue to connect with our listeners also on a one-on-one basis. I, I've been starting to work with women around, um, around trauma, around, you know, stepping into our own powers. And I think that that feels really important to me to support women on their journey. And um, I've already had really powerful experiences and I'd like to do more of that. And I think I agree with you that I want, ultimately, I I would like to, I would like this to support our life. Um, I'm not sure how exactly, but this is, this is the grand dream. This is, this is the, the true, the truth. And I think it's not, 
the thing is, I think it's not unrealistic. Like if, if I knew that this was a dumb thing, I wouldn't say it. I know it's possible. You know, I know we can achieve this. I don't know how, but I know that this is going to happen. And my intuition is usually pretty on point around these things. And I know that because every time I think about our life and our future and the way things unfold for us, even when it gets fuzzy and I don't know what exactly is going to happen, there's one thing that remains always for sure that's going to happen is that we put out a podcast every week or that at least we continue this direct line of communication and that the beacon keeps shining into the night. Yeah, that feels really important. Well, thank you, as always. Thank you for listening. And thanks in particular for listening to this episode. Yeah, that feels really special to take the time to share our vision, our hopes, our dreams out loud. We both know there's a lot of power in doing that. A lot of power and a lot of fear yeah. in it, too. Yeah, it's, it's a scary thing to do, but um, I, think it, I think it's worth doing. And I, feel, I think if we do it, it's because we feel safe enough. That's like... I, I feel like our our little tribe is... There's a lot of love and support out there. Yes, and, yes. And uh, we feel it every time you guys reach out to us. And so thank you for that. Yeah. Which brings me <laughs> to the one, two, threes that we do here at the end, which is... Well, maybe we should just say one. Uh, just share it with a friend. If, yes. so, if you think this would be interesting to someone else, yeah. share it. Leave I it agree. at that. Toodles. Toodles. <laughs>